is up you guys welcome back to the loom podcast and today today we're going to be talking about the types of economic mode right so on our previous episode we talked about the four steps of value investing right the first step is let us just recap the first step is you have to buy a business that you're capable of understanding second you have to make sure the company has a durable competitive advantage or a strong and wide mode Third, you have to make sure that the ma- the company is run by management that has uh, integrity and talent, right? And the fourth step, make sure you buy the company at a price that makes sense and gives you a margin of safety, right? And so out of these four steps, I personally think that the most important step is the second step, which is the economic mode, right? Or the competitive advantage. Why? Because let's say you invested in a company, right? And this company, you don't understand the business, right? And you is run. this company is run by management that are poor management, lousy management. And let's say you, buy, you didn't buy at the right price. You bought it a little bit high. It's okay. To me, you can still profit out of that investment if the, if the investment or if the company has a strong competitive advantage. Uh, that is why it's very, very important to invest in a company that has wide mode or a strong competitive advantage. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to be talking about the few types of mode, economic mode that you can look for in every company that you invest in, right? And so let us start. What is economic mode, right? So a good example would be when you look at all the castles back in the days, these castles, in order to defend the castle, right, to prevent enemies from coming in, what they do is they surround the castle with water, right? And this water is known as moat, right? So the strength of the castle, of the, the strength of the defense, uh, or should I say the defense of this castle is solely relying on the moat. Not just solely relying, they also have soldiers, but... The moat plays a huge role in defending this castle, right? And so the deeper the, the moat or the wider the moat, right? Or in some case, maybe they put crocodiles in the moat. So this kind of moat, are strong. it makes it more difficult for enemies to break into the castle, right? To attack the castle, right? And the same thing applies to business or the same thing applies to companies, right? You want to make sure that you invest in a company that is able to maintain its competitive advantage over their competitors. And when they're able to do that, when they have a strong competitive advantage, it prevents, uh, over the long run, they will eventually outperform their competitors. That is one thing. And they will be able to protect their long-term profit. And they will own a larger market share compared to their competitors. Right. So in other words, they will outperform their competitors in the long run, right? And that is what you want, right? As what Warren Buffett said, you want to be looking for companies that have wide and long-lasting mode, a long-lasting competitive advantage, right? And so that is what we're going to be talking about, the five types of economic mode, right? So in today's episode, right, we are going to focus mainly on the qualitative part of economic mode and Perhaps tomorrow I will do another episode on uh, the quantitative part of economic mode, right? Identifying 
the economic mode, right? So today is going to be more about the qualitative part. So the qualitative qualitative part, there are five types of economic mode. The first type is, let's see, the first type is cost advantage, right? So what is cost advantage? Cost advantage are basically companies that are, they are capable of selling their products or services at a price that is lower than their competitors. It means they are able to undercut their prices, causing their competitors to make losses and eventually make them go bankrupt or make them leave the industry or cause them to slow down in their growth, right? So these are some of the traits of companies that have cost advantage mode, right? So a good example would be companies like Walmart, Amazon, right? Because um, many years ago, uh, Walmart and Amazon, they actually made Toys R Us went bankrupt by using this mode, which is cost advantage. How is by lowering lowering their uh, price of toys to a point that they were making loss, especially Walmart. They were making, they were selling their the toys at a price that was so cheap that they were actually making loss. But because when a customer goes into Walmart, right, and they want to buy, uh, let's say they go into they go to Walmart to to shop, right? Let's say they want to buy toys. Are they only going to check out with toys? No, they are probably going going to go into uh, they buy toys and then they maybe go and buy clothes and then they go buy groceries. So their average uh, purchasing uh, value actually increases, right? Although they were making loss in the toys department, but on average, when customers buy many products, their average, uh, customers' uh, average purchase value actually increases, right? And that is why they don't, they don't mind going through a loss when they sell their toys. Why they're doing that? The only reason when they do that, they are able to eliminate their competitors. And Toys R Us, because they are, they are they they were not able to lower lower their price significantly. It caused their they they were starting to lose customers because customers were going to Walmart to buy toys, right? And because of that, eventually Toys R Us filed for bankruptcy, right? And the same thing is uh, is what Amazon did as well. They were able to lower their price because, well, they had they have a large marketplace, right? They have so many. Uh, advertisers or so many sellers who are able to sell toys at a lower price right so these are some of the traits of some companies that have competitive advantage another example would be Gillette right Gillette is a what shaving razor company shaving razor company and so they can afford to sell you their the handle the handle of the razor uh, at they can sell it at a very low price or they can sell you at the price that they make, they produce, right? They are not, they are not worried about losing money in their price of handle. But once you own the handle, you will buy their blade for the next what few months, the next few years. You are basically going to be buying their blades, right? And because of your, because you are constantly buying their blades, it is actually a recurring uh, profit for them. Right, they're going to be getting profit again and again and again. Right, so it's a recurring profit. That is one thing. The second thing is the cost of making a blade is very cheap. Right, 
but because you are constantly buying and they and they they are able to increase the price of each blade it allows them to uh to get more uh, how does it to receive more margin out of uh that profit that they are getting right so their profit margin is way higher than just selling like pricing the whole handle and the blade together right so they sell you the handle so that you will have to buy you have to constantly buy the blade again and again so they make recurring income and at the same time they price it uh, they price the blade to be a little bit higher so that they can make higher uh, profit margin right so these are some of the examples of cost advantage second mode would be the switching costs right so switching costs are products or services that are not easily abandoned or they are being they are not easily being substituted for uh, their com- uh, competitors product right so for example let's say you use uh, android phone right let's say you use uh, huawei right and after some after some time you decided to change to let's say uh, google pixel for example right both are androids so to make that kind that kind of transition right to change from one android phone to another another android phone is not really that difficult right you can do it easily but a good example would be apple right when you look at apple products apple have so many products they have their iphone they have their macbook they have what uh airport they have ipad they have their what else uh Airport, I Apple Watch, right? So they have so many of their products, and all of these products are interconnected. They have their own so-called ecosystem, right? And with all this whole ecosystem, it actually locks in their customer, right? If let's say a customer who is using uh, an iPhone, right, and they decided to change to switch to, uh, let's say Android, it is not as straightforward right it's not as easy as it seems why because you have some features like what iMessage or you have iCloud which you are not able to uh, switch right you can't use it in an Android phone right and for example you have photos in your phone right to transfer the photo itself all those photos is not as easy it's so troublesome and some of the apps that you're using in uh, your your iPhone for example right they are not they, you can't use it in Android and so all the data that you've been using this you've that has been stored in this app for so many years and all of a sudden you can't use this app anymore so it's not it's not available and it's so troublesome and then we haven't even talked about some of the features like what airdrop right you're not able to use airdrop anymore let's say you have all of Apple products right you have MacBook you have iPhone you have Apple watch and then you want to do airdrop and you can't airdrop to your MacBook you can't airdrop to your iPad and you can't airdrop to your friend who has iPhone you can't use all these features anymore right and we haven't even talked about uh what the apple accessories like the chargers the adapters so you can't basically you can't use that anymore right so it's so difficult for a user to switch from apple to uh android right so because of that they are able to lock in their customers and it makes it very difficult for them to switch for apple uh apple user to switch from apple to android for example right so it will it will make it so much easier 
for them to just stay in the Apple ecosystem. And that is why Apple has this mode, right? They have this thing called switching costs, right? And so that is the second mode. And what's the third mode? The third mode is called efficient scale, right? So efficient scale basically means companies that have monopolies, right? They, they monopolize the market and they basically own a large a large size of the market share compared to their competitors, right? So a good example would be Google. It's not easy. Like for example, when you see, when when you hear of Google search, you don't hear Yahoo search, or you don't he, you don't hear people saying Bing search, right? You only hear people say uh, Google search, right? So because a huge uh, part of the world, right, majority of the people are using uh, Google search, right, and that is why it is so from it's just so common that people use Google and they say and instinct instinctively they just say uh, Google search right and because of that you know that Google has occupied a large market right they are they are the monopoly in terms of uh, search engine right and another example would be Luxottica what is Lu what is Luxottica Luxottica is a company that owns uh, basically 80% of all the sunglasses brand Right, all of these sunglasses brands are controlled by this single company known as Luxottica. Right, any brand that you can think of, basically they are owned by Luxottica all over the world. Right, you can name cheap brands, you can name luxurious brand. Right, basically they, are, all of these brands are owned by uh, Luxottica, and because they have such a large monopoly, they can afford. Or they can do whatever they want basically they can change whatever they want it's just up to them because why they own a large market share and so their competitors what they have to do is they could only obey to uh, this this looks of the car right because some of the small eyewear companies they rely on all these major uh, glasses store right for example they have stores many uh, eyewear stores right they sell different brands of uh, eyewear, right? And turns out Luxottica also owns most of, almost all of the major eyewear stores, right? And because they own all these eyewear stores, they are in control of their competitors as well. That means their competitors have to obey their rules, right? A good example would be uh, what happened to uh, Oakley. Oakley... Uh, it's another eyewear company. So Oakley, many years ago, they actually disputed uh, Luxottica's pricing, right? And because they disputed, what Luxottica did was they actually dropped uh, uh, Oakley from all of their stores, from all of their major eyewear stores. And because of that, Oakley's uh, share price, their stock price just collapsed, right? And once the stock price collapsed, what Luxottica did was they bought them out. They just bought over the whole company, right? And that is what a company that has efficient scale is capable of doing, right? Because they are the monopoly. They can basically do anything, right? And so because they have so many other, they own so many brands, they don't just name all the brand 
as Luxotica. They give every brand their their they allow all these brands to do their own marketing for their respective brands. Why? So that it gives you this sort of choice, right? But in reality, there is not really a choice. Why? Because they're owned by the same company. So with this, all these choice that they are giving you are just illusions. So that, that's what we call the illusion of choice, right? And so that is the third economic mode. And the fourth economic mode would be network effect. Right, network effect are basically companies that have large number of users, right? And they become more useful or more powerful when they have more people or more users joining them. Right? So a good example would be companies like Alibaba or Amazon, YouTube, uh, Facebook, right? Because their platform they have so many users, right? And because they have so many users, they are able to attract advertisers right so advertisers go to their platform they pay all these companies to advertise for them to their users their pet their particular users all right and when they do that they get paid for uh, sort of like collect for helping these small businesses to advertise right all these platform like alibaba amazon youtube facebook they get paid from the ads right for running ads for uh, all these uh, small businesses, right? And so, yeah. So basically, network effect, the more users they have, they're able to attract more advertisers and they get paid as well. And when you look at these kind of companies, right, you notice that they don't really have a product, right? That is why there's this saying called, if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product, right? In other words, they own you, right? You look at Facebook, all of your data they have right alibaba uh, amazon youtube they basically have all of your data they know all of your habits right they know your spending habits they know your surfing habits they know uh what you like to do what you don't like to do you know they know basically everything right they can track your data and all those data is actually very valuable to a seller why? Because the seller wants to know what are your preference, what are your habits, so that they can sell you what you want, right? And so that is why these platforms are very, very powerful. And this mode, network effect, is actually one of the strongest mode. Because, like I said, they own your data. They, they own your data, they know what you like, what you don't like, what makes you happy, what doesn't make you happy. And so they can tell sellers, they can, give, they can uh, provide sellers with this kind of data, and with that, they're able to sell you what you want, right? And so that is how it works. But when it comes to companies that have network effect, right? When you analyze companies that have network effect, initially, when the company just started, when the company is still new, when the company is still growing, they will have to spend a lot of uh, money to acquire customer, to gain more customers on their platform. Right? They have to burn a lot of cash to get to increase the number of users in on their platform. Right? Because their product is the customer. They want your data. So they need you to use their platform. So in order to do that, they have to spend a lot on developing the platform so that they get more customers. Right? That's why you look at Netflix, you look at Uber, just right? And this all these uh, companies, right? 
because it although they are spending a lot of cash to acquire customer but once they have established the platform right once they have a lot of users it will make them a very very strong company right they make them a very very strong company that is why this mode is actually very very strong right because for example for a competitor let's say if i i decided to start another facebook it is not as easy for me to just create a platform that has so many users right because people are already uh, used to uh, facebook for example right they really starting to use facebook and there are so many users on facebook they can connect with their friends family any they can connect with they can do anything on facebook so why would they want to come on my platform so i have to spend a lot of money to develop a better platform so that customers will come into my platform that is why it is so difficult to actually uh, uh, compete with com- uh, companies that have this mode especially right and the final mode would be intangible assets so this is my favorite mode of all because intangible assets are basically companies that have fanatic customers right and because they have all these fanatic customers you as a company you have strong pricing power right this company they these companies they have strong pricing power and so when we talk about intangible asset we can include companies that have strong branding right they have very strong brand or they have patent right patent on their products or they have trademark or they have a license right so all of these things allow them to price their product at a higher uh, price right in other words they have strong pricing power and you look at companies such as for example you have companies like apple you have companies like disney you have companies like nike coca-cola ferrari and so all these companies right even though they are able to sell they, even though their product price is high they can still afford to sell them right people don't question the price of their product because of the branding itself the branding is so powerful right and so all these kind of companies because of their brand it allows them to price their product at uh, price it higher than their competitors and without even losing customers that is the beauty of intangible asset right because it's that is how powerful it is right it allows you to price you have stronger pricing power right so these are the five uh, main uh, economic mode let us just go through one by one recap the first one is cost advantage the second one is switching costs the third one is efficient scale and then you have the fourth mode which is network effect and the fifth mode which is intangible assets all right so that's all for today's video uh, i mean today's episode i'm sorry so that's all for today's episode i really hope you enjoyed this episode because i actually spent a lot of time preparing this i've gone through so much of research doing just trying to get more info for you guys so i really hope you guys learn a lot from this episode and if you like to find out more about Dilun investing you can check out our facebook or instagram page right you can look for Dilun or Dilun investing you can find out more about us and if you find that this episode is helpful feel free to share it with your friends your family your neighbor your aunt your pet dog cat you name it anybody who can benefit from this episode just share it with them and if you want to look for uh more 
uh, exciting episodes you can follow this podcast and i promise you there will be more uh, exciting episodes coming your way all right so till next time take care bye bye